1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Laravel News Podcast. This is episode 133. Glad to have you all joining us. And with me again, as always, Mr. Dorinda. How's it going, dude? Hello.
0: Hello. I am tired. Um, Again, my own doing. I keep going to bed too late. And, uh, <laughs> but like, there's just stuff, right? You know this. I you've know. Got, you've got 100% more children than I do. And so you can't do anything during the day. And correct. wanting to like spend some time on stuff. It's you know, kids get up at anywhere between frick, five thirty and you know, on a bad day and at eight o'clock on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> five thirty on a five thirty yeah. on a bad day, eight yeah. o'clock on a good day. And exactly. once you're up, it's like you're hanging out with them, you're doing stuff with them, and it's you're not even allowed to do anything. I I tried to have a discussion, tried to convince Eli to let me watch Star Wars Clone Wars today, and oh, he was yeah. like, No. And Dude, then he goes, good, I want to watch series, yeah, but uh, probably a little bit beyond him, like in terms of age. So, yeah, he's just like, I want to watch other, years. yeah, he's like, I want to watch other planets, and I put on like on YouTube just oh, planet yeah. videos, and he's like, Not that that's one, right. other planets. planets, and so it's like 16 times, not this one, other planets, other planets, just oh my word, so true on repeat. Yes. So Eventually, you find it, and then it's like a two-minute video, and so he gets mm. to the end of it, and it's like, watch again. <laughs> so then you're oh like spending that and like you That's can't hilarious. do anything
1: in two and a half minutes, and,
0: and you're just like re- rewinding it, and then you start hey, it again, you rewind least, it, and you start it again. At least he's
1: learning something, right? I mean, like, he knows it's all the planets, right? He does That's know all these cool. planets. Yeah. That's pretty
0: it's, legit. Um, it's it's very cool. It's like, they had, they had Space Week at Childcare the other week, and they had... You know oh, what? No what do the children? What do the children know about space? And someone's like dark and cold and things like that. And Eli's like Saturn, Mars, Neptune. <laughs> I'm <don't know>. like, <laughs> so oh, that's it's, so cool. Um, it's funny, but then you know because you're up with him, and then you're hanging out, you're doing stuff, and then you feed him, and then he doesn't want to eat what you fed him. So then you get yourself something to eat eventually, and then he steals all of your food. So now you're and hungry, hungry and tired. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yes no, yes. no, he's not hungry. I'm hungry I'll- because he comes and steals my food. So then, yeah, well, then yeah. you're hungry, you're tired, you're cranky because you can't do anything. Oh, then he man. goes for a nap. And then when he goes for a nap, it doesn't mean you've got time to do the things you want to do. You've got to do the dishes. You've got to put a load of washing on. You've got to tidy up. You've got to, you know. And then by the time all that's finished and you sit down, you've got maybe 20 minutes before they wake up from their yep. nap and then it's go again. And then it's, you know, yep. dinner time. So you do dinner. And then after dinner, like, you don't want to do anything. Um, You just spend time with, with you know, your wife and and do, exactly um, exactly. You know, that kind of stuff and then the whole the
1: whole marriage thing yeah
0: yeah and then after that it's like well it's nine o'clock and i'm just gonna go on the computer for a little bit just to look at something and then it's midnight and yep,
1: yep. and re and then it's re- a.m
0: yeah that's right retag me something and she's like it's um on facebook i'll see if i can find it uh because it was amusing but also very very true uh, the problem with 10.30 p.m. is that it comes exactly one minute before 2.30 a.m. if you're not careful.
1: <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> That's so. great. I love that. It's and so and this has been the story of my life. So and, and,
0: and there's been so much of it because, you know, we, we rushed to the finish line to to get then yep. ping me out. And then then we've been working on then ping me since then, you know, little bug fixes and little feature additions and things like that. And I'm, I'm working on it at the moment to, you know, tidy some things up. And and just sort of make it Taking so that take care can, of the database, uh, correct? Yeah, take care of the database. The um, it's been averaging like three percent CPU utilization since we launched, which is which is wonderful. But the Amazing. thing that we're yep. they're feeling at the moment is just how much we're crushing the the disk, like how much storage we're using. So just thinking about that a little bit smarter, we're probably going to drop a couple of like the activity log activity log, which we never use. so I'll probably just get rid of that and and change the yeah, way that we're history. storing the webhooks. Um, just putting like the webhooks into S3 and and then pulling them out when we need them and letting S3 take care of deleting them after you know seven days or fourteen days or whatever because we don't really need them long term we don't do anything with yeah, that data we, yeah
1: um, only in case of like an emergency I don't know something weird yeah. would have to happen in order to actually need those so hey uh, it's funny to hear you talk about it. and and folks I promise listen we will get to the show but this is the content you come here for. I think you just want to hear personal stories of our lives, maybe, maybe not. I, maybe. But today's episode is actually going to be pretty short because we've only got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven items on the list mm-hmm. to this week. So you know, everybody's it's like Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Like our normal contributors are sort of like uh, you know they're in holiday mode too. We're all there, winding right? down. We're all just yeah. trying to make it through the holidays. You got it. You got it until well, the new this, year, and then things will speaking kick back of up a making
0: bit. it through the holidays. This this will be our last episode. So that is correct for, for twenty twenty. It's so, been a uh, it's We appreciate everyone being along for the ride, considering yeah, how much of sure. a journey this year has been in terms of, you know, coronavirus and pandemics and um depending on where you are situated in the world, politics and all that kind of stuff. So um
1: we hope that, you know, like I get it. Like I'm with you. I am with you. Like, hey, thanks everybody for joining along the ride. You know, I was, I'm watching this show called Alone and one of the quotes they had on there was by some famous author. I can't remember. You would know the name if I told you, but I can't remember his name. And he said, uh, "In hindsight, the years of difficulty are the sweetest years." And I do, I have found that to be true, like in my own life, um, like when my daughter was really sick. I mean, of course, this is different, right? It, it's maybe not always true. We we thankfully had a, a a good a good result, right, with my daughter, yeah, but. Like it was some really tough stuff, some really hard times, but we had some really awesome memories from that time too. So that's, it is interesting. I think people will look back at 2020 and be like, man, wasn't that a disaster? And yes, it was. But also like, when have you ever been able to spend as much time with your family as you have this year? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I've never had an excuse to say no as much as I have this year, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. People aren't planning things. So it's like, I'll be glad to get back to normal, but also... I'll look back on this year with some sort of nostalgia too, probably as well. So anyway, 2020 is drawing to a close. Who knows 2021 might be a little bit more of the same for a while. We'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll be here for you, folks. We'll be here for you. Hey, uh, I wanted to relate one other tiny little uh, personal anecdote before we jump into the news. And that was on uh, Friday. So this whole last week, I've been killing it, right? That whole 2.30, it comes a minute before 2.30 deal. Um, mm. I've been staying up real late working on this project. We had this uh, real-time dashboard auction thing that I had to build for our teams. And um, I worked really hard on it, and I was using LiveWire. Mm-hmm. And I used WirePoll, which mm-hmm. was awesome. Oh, my gosh. I told Caleb Porzio, I said, it felt like the closest thing to just a magical dev experience I've ever had. Um, yeah. It was so incredible. And... The only problem was that we went to load test it like two hours before live Uh and realized that we were absolutely destroying the CPU on that web server. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. We had like six cores on that thing, right? Six cores and 16 gigs of RAM, and we were destroying that CPU. Mm -hmm. So we messaged the entire company and said, hey, at 145, we're shutting down the web server, this main web server. And we'll be back in 10 minutes. So we tripled the CPUs. We put it to 16 CPUs and doubled the memory to 32 gigs. And then we ran our auction and it worked flawlessly. Yeah, Thank that, God. Is, but,
0: that is the downside with polling is because yeah, like right. it's constantly hitting the the thing. And it's not, if you've got to open on your computer and you're sharing that to a screen somewhere, that's okay. But if you've got to open and I've got it open and 10 other people have got to open you had and it's polling people, every five seconds. 100 people at the same right? time. It was probably right, so every got, second, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's out of control. But if you've <laughs> if yeah. you've got a hundred people polling a server, you know, at a second, that's effectively, you know, like a Black Friday deal there, where you've got a hundred people hitting your website every second. Yeah. Um, it was it was equivalent to three point
1: three million page views uh, a month, right? it's what it would have been like. That was that's mm. what the equivalent was. We figured out so. Yeah, we were crushing that thing. So uh, it was pretty funny. I I messaged Caleb, uh, like Command Central. I had like top running on the Linux server, just watching that CPU, making sure it was yeah. topping out. But after we changed all that, it was at, like it was at a stable like 8%. Like it never mm-hmm. bumped above 10. Uh, so that was pretty, that was pretty funny. So anyway, that's my week. We've both had both had kind of crazy weeks. So uh, hey, with that in mind, why don't we, uh, why don't we jump right into it, huh? Mm. laravel 8.16 was released you know last what? week. yeah do you do you mind if i read this one through because i actually did a little bit of homework on this one go for it you you do that i will continue listening awesome and then and then you can jump in on 8.17 i'll do it i'll do it okay sounds good so Eight sixteen was released last week with an artisan command to take you directly to the database CLI. There was also a progress bar convenience method added by the Otwell himself—that's what we're calling him now, the Otwell—and a new ably broadcaster implementation. I'm guessing this is similar to Pusher. That's what ably is. I—I I know. I just said I did my homework, and I don't know what ably is. I have to look it up now. A b l y. I'm sure that's what it is. It's like Pusher, right? So the release was jam-packed. Lots of awesome new features. So let's check it out. Here we go. So the progress bar convenience method, um, <clears throat> you might know that there is a progress bar in the console, like in an artisan command, you can call a uh, create progress bar, and then you bar arrow start. And then as you're going through either a collection or an array, you're looping over it, you can say bar advance, right? And so it will display a progress bar in your console as it processes through these particular uh, items, right? And that's fine. And that works great. But with the new convenience method, you can just say in an artisan command, this with progress bar pass the collection or the array, whatever. And then a closure as a second argument. And then all you have to say is whatever you want to do this perform task or this, whatever. And then as it loops, it will automatically increment that bar. Instead of having to call bar advance and bar finish, it will just automatically figure out where it's at in the progress, um, based on where you're at in that loop. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, the Otwell also contributed a method uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, a method called call silently, which is an alias to call silent in the calls command trait. So it reads a little bit more clearly. Basically, you just say this calls uh, call silently, and then you pass in the command that you're going to pass in. And that will uh, execute that on the command line without giving you any output. So it's like the opposite of verbose, if you will. Um, There's also this release unique job locks before processing. So this was something we've talked about a couple weeks ago. And basically the idea is I think you have to be using Redis, but if you're releasing jobs to the queue, uh, what you can do is you can provide a unique key with that job and you can um, uh, make sure that any new jobs they get processed to get pushed onto the queue will check to make sure that there isn't already an item in the queue waiting to be processed with that unique key. So this is pretty helpful. Uh, the, the interesting or not the interesting, but the issue that they ran into with this is maybe you have a job that takes a long time to process, right? So maybe you have a job that's like warming a cache or something like that, and it could take a while. So let's say it takes three minutes to run. And, um, You have this job that's warming the cache and another job tries to come onto the queue and it's almost at the end of processing, but it's not quite there yet. And so it sees that there's a job lock and that job doesn't get released to the queue. Well, that could be problematic. So what they have now is this ability to release a unique job lock just before the job processes, right? So if it's a long, if it's a job that takes a little while, you can actually release it when the job starts rather than when the job ends. I was looking to see exactly what the implementation was. Sorry. Um, okay, it's called. Basically, you have to you have to pass a public property called unique until start equals true, and that will go ahead and release the lock at the start rather than at the finish of that job. All right. We also have the Ably broadcaster. So Otwell, the Otwell contributed in Ably broadcaster for broadcasting real time live updating user interfaces. So they can pick from Pusher, Redis, Ably. For real-time communications, uh, and, of course, check out the broadcasting documentation for how you can get started uh, uh, using broadcasting in your level projects. There's also this idea, um, and I'm sorry, you know I'm missing some con- some um, shout-outs here. So uh, Paris Malhatra was the unique job lock stuff. And then we have uh, Gergo De Nagy contributed the ability to delay notifications on a per-channel Basis. So it's it, it used to be that you could say, "Hey, here's a new notification, and I want to delay it by X amount of minutes or seconds or whatever you might have." So now what you can do is you can actually delay the notification delivery per channel instead of one overall delay. So it's um, really nice if you need to delay the same notification differently for an email and a database and SMS notification. <laughs> so you just chain on uh, delay, and then you can pass in an associative array that basically has the key of the type of notification that you're going to be sending like mail or SMS. And then you can pass as, as the, uh, value for that array item, a timestamp, just a carbon timestamp. So any channel not defined in that array, uh, doesn't have a delay when using the array format, of course, there's also this idea, uh, Johnny lemon contributed a sort by many method to the array support class. Michael, you may be aware of this. You may not be sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. Is there a sort by many for collections and eloquent collections? I feel like I tried to use it just recently and I feel like there wasn't. I'm not
0: I'm not sure if there's one for collections. I know that if you want to sort by multiple things you have
1: to you have to
0: do it last
1: to do first. Do it in like reverse order. In reverse yeah, order. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I think that's correct. I don't think that they have this for collections or eloquent collections. So, sort by many method to the array support class. And this will sort props in ascending order by default, but the way that it works, and I'm going to try and read the code. This is always a mistake, but I'm going to try because it's really simple. So you can say uh, array, A-R-R, right, colon, colon, sort by many, pass in the unsorted collection, and then you just pass in an array of the keys that you'd like to sort by, name, Mm -hmm. age. That's it, right? Pretty simple. Uh, If you want to sort them, uh, like I said before, it sorts by ascending by default. If you want to sort by descending, instead of just passing array, colon, colon, sort by many, passing in the unsorted array, and then an array of the keys you want to sort by, you pass in an array of uh, other arrays, right? So you'd say name, comma, false. That's one array. And then age, comma, True. So that's like false, you know, name comma false would sort in descending instead of ascending. And mm-hmm. the second one, age comma true, sorts it in ascending order. It also allows you to be able to do complex sorting using closures, which is included in the uh, the pull request or the documentation in the blog post here as well. Uh, so really, really useful. Uh, I've needed this a couple times. Like I said, even this last week, sort by many, I really needed that. So very cool. Thank you very much, Johnny Lemon. Um, there's this interesting new PR again, Paris Mahatra. Uh, who's been contributing a ton of excellent Q features lately, contributed a new Artisan command to drop into a database CLI. So if you say PHP Artisan DB and then the name of your connection, so DB MySQL, uh, it will drop you into a CLI prompt without having to remember the alias commands like MySQL or PGSQL or SQLite or SQLSRV, right? Without having to remember that or the passwords or anything like that, it'll just drop you right into a command line interface for that particular database, which is really, really nice. Uh, Andrew Brown contributed this method called split in. It's a collections method, which is similar to split. And what split does is it basically chunks up your collection into different um, uh, little groups, right? Little different little collections, I believe is kind of how that works. Um, So split in is only slightly different. So like if you had 10 items, Uh, For example, the split method will make sure that those chunks are at least, um, they're only maybe going to be different by like one item. So you might have in a a split 10, you'd have four items and then three items and then three items. And what split in does is it basically makes sure that all of the first ones are full and then the last one will be the one that has less than the rest of them. It's kind of hard to explain. There's a picture in the pull request that makes it a really clear uh, really clear. So Andrew Brown contributed that. Thanks, Andrew Brown. That's it for this one. Uh, that's 8.16. That was a lot of stuff in there. Big, Thanks for everybody
0: big who's and meaty. A... Yeah, big and meaty. Uh, yeah, Ably, Ably, you are correct. It is a pusher type thing. I know that the the yep. team over at Tuple will be using it for a while. Um, they've got a nice, generous free tier if you're interested in checking that out. We won't... Uh, if they sponsor the show, we could talk about them more, but uh, <laughs> they've got Absolutely. a nice, generous free tier over there. And the... Um, being able to drop into your database CLI is is kind of really nice. Right. PHP artisan DB. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, There's definitely something I would do. Sometimes I just want to hit the database quickly and I don't want to go and rustle around for table plus and figure out which connection I need to be on and all that kind of stuff. So um, it'll oh, be man. interesting to all see if time, that yeah. changes Absolutely. in the future and just you know whether it. Um, I, I know at the moment you can't give it a specific thing. Like I I typically use my CLI over MySQL. So I don't know if in the future there'd be mm. the possibility of specifying the actual command or the binary to run. So instead of instead of doing MySQL, you could say do MyCli, or if you wanted to open up in Table Plus, hmm. you could tell it to open in, in Table Plus. So it'd be interesting. That's a freebie for someone else. I don't have I don't have time to make those there kinds of got contributions. I tried to make a contribution to, to Laravel yesterday. I wrote all the tests, made sure everything was working, opened the pull request, and then as it turned out, the thing that I was trying to get in was a bad idea anyway, so I just closed that pull request and got out of there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyway, Laravel 8.17 was released this week at the time of the recording uh, with the introduction of a transaction-aware code execution, a new dump and ditty request methods, and more changes in the 8.x branch. So first up, we have Muhammad Saeed contributing a transaction manager class that records transactions, commits, and rollbacks. The functionality includes a transaction aware handler that executes after and only after transactions are committed. So if you wanted to perform some uh, activity after your database transaction was committed, so if you wanted to um, you know generate some invoice line items and create an invoice and then you know once all that's done and you commit your database transaction and then send an email which attaches the invoice that has just been generated you could do this all in a db colon colon after commit function and then handle all of that kind of stuff in there. The, and the, the contents of the closure would be discarded if the transaction was rolled back or otherwise failed. So you wouldn't have to worry about sending um, an email with a, with a blank invoice or or having some error blow up because the invoice wasn't there and things like that. So the transaction aware manager paves the way for future work to make listeners' jobs, mail, and so on transaction aware by default as well. Next up, we have... Nakov added a dump and a dd method to the request object, the Illuminate request class. And so now you can do a request dd, request dd, and pass it an array or a comma-separated list of arguments in order to spit those out of the request. Or you could even quickly inspect request parameters before running validation. So you could do a request dd, arrow validate. Uh, so it's chainable as well if you wanted to do that. That was uh, a nice easy one for me after all of the stuff that you went through in... <laughs> yeah look at that 16 yeah, right, right?
1: <laughs> awesome uh so let's say this a few this know, miscellaneous about, fixes yeah, and
0: changes as well which we will link to in the show notes
1: yeah uh this next one is i wouldn't i wouldn't want michael to have to have this one because you know we just know how you feel about php storm in fact caleb and daniel caleb porzio and daniel Colborn, D. Cole, man they they really go after the php storm users it's like they're mm. like you know we're i don't know scum of the earth over here
0: i have no idea mate i just don't use it they really they really get into it
1: they do man they're like you know those php storm people they're trying to like put doc blocks on freaking everything oh yeah boys. doc blocks on, to make the id we're, work we're is people
0: not to, too yeah doc blocks to make code work is not how i want to write code i'm afraid no, no, no. That's, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't, like, that's not a deal. That's not a deal.
1: Like, a it PHP is. It Storm totally is. is. Putting
0: doc blocks into your code just so that the IDE works is not
1: not code that I want to write ever. No, no, no. Here's the deal. That's what I'm saying is like you you haven't used PHP Storm in a long time then. Because that's not it's I mean, you don't have to do that. I, I don't I don't remember the last time I've had to do that.
0: Let's not go into it on this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to just have the guys on and just hash it out, man. I need to get somebody else though who's like, okay. Sean McCool, bring back like uh bring back like an original guy, right? Like bring back Sean McCool and talk, have him talk about PHP storm or, um, uh, Frank, Frank van der Herthen. He's the man. He, he likes PHP storm. He's with me. He does. Anyway, you know what? It's not about the tools. It's about the end result, right? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, I mean, I guess you could judge a carpenter on the tools that he uses, but more than that, you want to look at the piece of furniture he makes, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, J Mac. Look, back me up. I mean, here, right? You don't care I mean, if they use Milwaukee or DeWalt. All you care about is that they make a nice looking piece of furniture. I you mean, know? come on. That's the what really o- matters.
0: The Otwell uses Sublime Text and he built the entire framework oh, so you can okay. stick
1: it with the sun do shine. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But come on. I mean, you can't just look at one carpenter and be like, I have to do everything that guy does or I can't make good stuff. I mean, the Otwell is sort of like a freak of nature, too, right? I mean, he just is. Come on. Is that what we're gonna call him from now on? Every uh, we should always just call them the Otwell from now on. I don't think we
0: should. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is this is a thing. It's not gonna stop trying to make
1: fetch a thing, Jake. Okay, that's all right, all right, all right. Look, moving on. PHP Storm 2020.3 is available with full support for all the new PHP 8 features. Psalm and PHP stand. Support X debug3, which was released not too long ago. Uh code with me. So by the code with me is I, I think. Doesn't VS Code have something like this where you can just drop into an editor together? Like, basically, you can share your editor session with somebody else. Like, you don't have to do like a screen share. You're Mm -hmm. just like dropping into your, you're both in VS Code. And I think you can see each other's cursors, something like that. Anyway, PHP Storm has had that for a little bit, I think, but now it's like better. I don't know. Code with me. Anyway. And it was a separate thing and now it's bundled in as part of PHP Storm. Gotcha. Okay. So, anyway, that and also Tailwind CSS support, which is great. Uh, so they have a little visual here in the blog post if you want to get some highlights of what's available. But again, I, I can pretty much, I don't really have to go over all of it. I will go quickly here. Full eight, a PHP 8 support with inspections that highlight incorrect code usages with accompanying quick fixes. It's kind of nice. Like if you set your uh, PHP storm to like, hey, PHP 8, it'll actually make suggestions for you as well. Hey, you know, you can mm-hmm. do it this way instead. Instead of using a doc block, you can just do this way. Uh, so the new, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to talk through some of that stuff that nobody cares. Static analysis tools. Uh, we talked about Solomon PHP stand. If you're into that, there you go. Code with me is a first party service by JetBrains for remote collaborative development and pair programming. Now it's bundled in PHP storm 20. 2020.3. Simultaneous editing and permissions management. Oh, wow. So you can control what is editable, read only, or hidden from others. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. So somebody can't like drop into your ENV real fast. Mm-hmm. like. You know what I mean? Ooh, what they got in their ENV file? Oh, that's a, that's an yeah. interesting secret. I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. Tailwind CSS. So we've got first party support support. First party support, which can help you with autocomplete classes and uh, after the at apply directive. So it knows what that is out. Now it also provides autocomplete suggestions for pseudo class variants. It even has support for customizations that you would make in your tailwind config.js file. Uh, and then auto completion for those customizations. So that's pretty awesome. The only other thing that I was waiting for on that is default support for sorting of the classes. Now, there's a plugin for it, but it's not compatible with this version of PHP mm. So the plugin author will have to uh, update to make sure that the sorting works for 2020.3. But no worries. I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to contribute to it either. I'll just take advantage of the, the contributions of the other folks because they're amazing. Anyway, mm-hmm. that sounded really entitled. Sorry. Sorry, that's that's a bad take. Okay, folks, there, there we go. Uh, that's PHPStorm 2020.3. On to PHP 8. Mr. PHP Durinda, 8
0: has been released on the 26th of November. PHP 8 is a major update of the PHP language and contains many new features and optimizations, including named arguments, union types, attributes, constructor, property promotion, a match expression, a null safe operator, just-in-time compilation, and improvements in the type system error handling, and consistency of the language. The list of main features includes well, all of those things that I just said. <laughs> um, the rest of <laughs> this article goes into some lovely code examples, which we probably won't go into too much. We've talked about PHP eight and the upcoming features a lot over the last few months at various times. So, if you're interested in a overview of everything that's been put through in the release, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, because explaining this stuff verbally never works well i'm i'm most excited for the named arguments particularly in some of the legacy parts of the applications that i work in some of the methods have got lots of arguments and uh sometimes you end up passing like the first parameter the second parameter then null 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 true wait is it false is it i don't know then you have to go and look it up and then pass you know null null and then the last value that you want to change so with named arguments, you could mm-hmm. specify like the name Those of the first cool. argument, the name of the second argument, and the name of the sixth argument, and not have to pass any of the other defaults. So that's really handy. The other thing that I really like, just from a, a cleanliness point of view and you know re- reduction in lines of code, is the constructor property promotion. So if you were to have a constructor that had a int and a string in it, and then you had to um, inside the constructor say this dollar uh, this Dollar $this arrow int equals one, dollar $this arrow string equals Jake. You would then have to have a definition for the public property as well on the class. So you have to basically do that three times oh, yeah. anytime you want to do it. So with PHP 8, inside your constructor, within the within, within the parentheses, you could just say like public int, dollar $int equals one, um, public string, dollar $string equals Jake, and, and that's it. You don't have to do... The assignment, and you don't have to do the declaration. Which the only downside to this, I think, is that you still have to have the opening and closing braces, irrespective of the fact that you're not actually putting anything inside of those braces. Mm, interesting. Okay. um Sure. So that's something to be mindful of. And then you know, if you're if you're doing other stuff like you can mix and match and things like that. So um, those are the two things that I'm probably the the most interested in. Also, the null safe operator. So if you've ever had the... You Is know, it the question call, mark arrow sort of deal? Yeah, the question mark arrow. So where where you've ever had the situation where you've called like dollar user arrow profile arrow image or whatever, um, and dollar profile has been null, you would get, you know, tried to call property of, of non-object errors and things like that. So the null safe, you would do dollar user question mark arrow profile question mark arrow. Well, actually, you wouldn't even need the second question. Mark. You would just put it in, the, in front of the first one. Really? Um, but don't you can you? Just, huh. I don't think you do because it's already checking to see if it's there. Um, maybe you do. Gotcha. But, gotcha. But the, then I'll say operator basically means sure you don't have to do all the checks and minimizes the need for using sort of userland specific or framework specific things like the optional helper that we have in Laravel. Optional so, helper. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and the match expression is nice as well. In in replacing switch statements in certain scenarios where you're doing one line returns and and if you're wanting to be able to just yeah. get the the response directly into a variable, for example, or or return it from a method, um, it's it's just a nice little way of cleaning up. Obviously, if, if you've got multi line, you know, switch blocks and things like that, I would probably still use a switch or or look at using some some combination of if statements and things like that. So they're 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 not going to
1: replace everything in every scenario, but they're certainly useful to have doesn't match also return like so you can use it as a result of an expression or something like that, or not an expression but like you can assign the return value to a variable or something like that. correct yeah so you can do something you can like echo that. it out so
0: with with switch you can't um for example yeah you have, you have um, to assign it
1: to like a temp vari- you have to have like a temp variable before you've got to have a temporary and then variable then you've the you got to have block.
0: a switch and then within the switch blocks you've got to do you know dollar variable equals whatever mm-hmm. with match you can just yeah, yeah. assign it directly to the variable so you go dollar variable match and then whatever the thing you're switching on, um and, and do it that way. Or you could just return it, you know, return match directly from a method as well. So that's kind of handy. But that is yeah. that is the the main things that I'm I'm excited for. if you're interested in that. I don't don't really care too much about the the attribute stuff. You know, I know that Freke explored building a package where you could define your routes using attributes. I think that's kind of mm, gnarly, because yeah. then it's I can't think of anything more more imp- um Agitating, I suppose, then scattering all of your route definitions in controllers across your entire application. I think the routes file is is a great way of... I, I, I don't even mm-hmm. like having includes in the routes file that puts those things... Because if you go into the routes file and you're searching for something and it's like not there, then you have to go and figure out which include it's in and then you've got to go and look at the includes mm-hmm. files. And it's just, just put all your routes into one file. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it.
1: It gets cached. You, you never have to worry about anything there. So much to unpack there. I agree with you on... 90% of that i i what are those pound things that you're talking about i i can't remember what they're called what are those called attributes okay those things yeah yeah like those seem really powerful but also seem like a huge abuse like target you know what i mean like they well, could just because yeah they could the only way you can get everything access, or anything yeah.
0: you want the only way you can get access to the, the the attributes themselves is using the reflection API. It's not like they're just available. Mm-hmm. You, you have to reflect the class to sure, find out right. what's in there. And like you look at it, if you go into a controller and you see, you know, pound square bracket route, whatever, like, sure, you can see it there, but it means you have to go into your post controller and, you know, right. you might have yeah. a users controller, but at some point you, you chose to rename users to members and you didn't update the controller, but you, updated the routes and it like it just it's tricky to find whereas if everything is in your routes file you can just see it it's there you can go in and say I'm looking yeah. for member and you go you know search for member and it's there and you can see the route and you can see the controller and you can click through to the controller and all that kind of stuff but I I don't like scattering things I like to keep them yeah specifically
1: together. for the routes thing I'm totally in agreement with you like I love being able to go into an app that I've never used before or built or worked on before and just go straight to web.php mm-hmm. and know like okay this is sort of the general shape right? Especially if they don't have tests, right? You can just sort of like go into web.php and be like, okay, this is kind of what we're looking at, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I hope hopefully like these attributes maybe open up some ideas that have never previously been possible. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. Okay. We have got some packages to share with you. But before we do, I wanted to talk really, really quickly about Abley. I looked into it and like what the difference is between Pusher and Abley. And because I was recently looking at the pricing of Pusher, I think maybe to me the main difference, if you're just looking for real-time, whatever, I mean, use any of them, right? Mm-hmm. I think the difference, the real difference comes down to the 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 main pricing doesn't seem that much different. Like the free to the business, like not that much different. But from business to enterprise, sort of you you have a lot more flexibility within their business tier. So you can sort of like choose your own pricing as you increase the number of uh peak connections that you want. So with push, you'd have to like upgrade to a different plan. With this, you can literally just like there's you can just drag the little target thing and and just say, like, this is how much it's gonna be. And you that's just what you pay. That's it. Like as you use it, that's how much you pay. So it's sort of like. It's like a uh, pay for what you use plan rather than lock into this is how much I'm definitely going to use every month, which is I think is pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of nice, uh, interesting way to do it because sometimes that does happen. We're like, hey, I'm going to have this spike, and it's like I don't really want to have to change plans to do that. Just let me scale up and let me pay for what I'm going to use. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like spike protection in Sentry, I guess, if you will. Right? Instead of it just like because like okay that's what I was worried about. Like with pusher this last week, I was like, well, what if I just hit above 500 simultaneous connections? Is it just going to shut me off? Right. Yeah. We, I remember that's happened before. I remember Taylor was using a free pusher plan at like one of his demos. And then all of a sudden everything stopped working because <laughs> he had maxed out the pusher connections. It's like, yeah, just give me like spike protection. You know, let me pay more. I'll yeah. pay you $10 more. No yeah. problem. Just keep me going. Like, don't just shut me off. That would suck. Not up to the business so, plan, <laughs> especially if you're depending on it. Mm. You know, if you're depending on that to work and that's like kind of how your interface works and then all of a sudden it just stops working because you hit too many people. Like if mm-hmm. you hit the front page of Hacker News or something and all of a sudden it stops working, that would yeah. suck. Yep. So anyway, this is an interesting option. Okay, moving along. App protection, oh, i sorry, app spam prevention uh, to Laravel apps with Honey. So Honey is a package by Luke Downing and it provides spam protection tools like a Honeypot, IP blocking, and ReCAPTCHA integration. So what is a Honeypot you might be asking yourself? A honeypot is a way to defeat bots that are trying to fill in your forms. So it's it that's basically the the long and short of it, right? How it goes about it and why it's called a honeypot is is the question. So, um, basically what they do is they take and create a hidden input in your form uh, that's not intended for users to fill out. So typically a user uh they're not going to see a hidden form element, so they're not going to fill it out, right? But automated Mm -hmm. crawlers likely will fill out all of those form inputs and when they do that triggers the honey middleware on the back end and then it rejects that that submission right so it's a really simple way to kind of just reject spam and not have to worry about uh bothering your users with like a click all the photos that have a bicycle in them and all that yeah. stuff right if you need a little bit more protection though uh, along with honeypot it provides a google recaptcha integration that you can use with the middleware or even get more granular control. Uh, The only issue, and this is not like whatever, like this is a great package. This is just a little bit of a soapbox, right? Google collects a ton, a crap ton of information when they do these recaptures, right? I mean, they just do. So if you're concerned about user privacy, might not be something you'd want to do. The recapture thing, just Mm -hmm. a word of caution there. There are the solutions out there. I've looked into them recently. I just can't remember what they were. Anyway, they're out there. So long and short, Honey provides hooks and other configuration options uh, for you to be able to block bot spam through form submissions. So, awesome job. Thank you very much for that, Luke. Check it out in the show notes. Okay. Nick, ne- what else? Next we got? up,
0: Clockwork V5 has been released, which is a development tool for PHP available in your browser that gives you an insight into your application runtime and includes things like request data, performance metrics, log entries, database queries, case queries, Redis commands, dispatch events, queued, jobs, rendered views, and more. Uh, They've recently released version 5 of the Clockwork package, which, has, which comes with lots of UI refinements, client-side metrics, models and notification tabs, sharings, toolbars, and more. Um, it's got an updated updated timeline so you can see time to first byte, you can see how long queries are taking, you know, the things that are composing your requests. Uh, so the timeline had been rebuilt from the ground up. The new timeline makes it easier than ever before to figure out what's happening in your application. The condense option that has been added also makes the timeline more compact by condensing multiple short events into a single row. And the bar colors now represent the event type and show the self and children time in different shades. So if you've this is kind of like somewhere between using debug bar, which is Laravel specific, and there was a, a Zend tool that like or a Symfony tool that you could install and it would like act as as an extension to PHP, like a profiler kind of like the, or something. Yeah, okay. kind of like the Blackfire profiler, but it runs locally yeah. to your application, um, and it gives you some insights. So if you're trying to track down. Why a page is taking a long time to load and things like that you can see uh, i'm running a query that's taking you know 600 milliseconds to load and when we're expecting it to be you know less than 50 milliseconds and things like that so it's um it's kind of like debug bar will show you what's running but then clockwork will give you a little bit more insight into what to do with it yeah for sure um, and and sort of like piece the whole thing together whereas you know, debug bar is request and then model and then query and then things like that. And and clockwork will just go, you know, here's the stack of of what was taking up all of your time. So definitely something to check out, especially as kind of like a stepping stone towards something like Blackfire, which is a, a hosted like paid service. Definitely check this out if you're interested. I haven't used it for quite some time, probably version I agree, 2. Yeah. Maybe version 3 is the last time that that I used it. But uh, it's it's definitely good for collecting data. It works not only with Laravel but also lumen, generic PHP, Symfony. it, it has uh, debug and profiling support via a, a dev tool extension in Safari Chrome and Firefox um, and gives you you know log output and things like that as well. So there's a clock helper function that you can pump stuff directly into the profiler if you're wanting to track things that way as well. It does heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps, and heaps of stuff. It's quite useful. might be worth it really looking does. At it
1: again oh i think so i really do honestly i've used i i was gonna say i i used to use this but then i switched to laravel debug bar mm. and just that's kind of been my default but man alive i'll tell you what this thing looks pretty intense there is yeah. a lot of features in here uh one of the items that's really ni- nice too well number one i'll just say like they talk about how they rebuilt this ui from the ground up they really did i mean this thing looks mm-hmm. awesome like it looks like it feels like maybe And i know they have like native chrome extensions like for the you know developer tools whatever. Yeah. It looks really nice. If if you've not looked at it in a long time, I would suggest going to their landing page for this mm-hmm. and checking it out. Um it, it it there's so much information here and actually I really could have used this this last Friday or you know, a couple days ago, yesterday. Yeah. Um it'll show you all the stuff of your database queries and you know kind of how uh flare has that share with a share this error with another user sort of thing they mm-hmm. also have that now the clockwork share service gives you a public link to share with nice. others so it's free go. to use yeah yeah so there's there's some really really great stuff in here so man alive i mean a freaking i can't even imagine how much work went into this yeah it's free i mean like this is insane yeah. i mean there's so much good stuff here so definitely check that out if you haven't looked at it in a while which i haven't mm. take a look at that it, it's pretty cool pretty cool Tom, time to have so, another play. Uh, thanks everybody Absolutely, absolutely. All right, wrap this up for us. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. We've got Laravel User Activity, which is a package by Harun Rashid to easily monitor your user activity. It provides a GUI to analyze and filter data related to your users, such as their logins or their logouts. It's It's got a responsive UI. It's really easy to install into Laravel. It's got configurable routes, custom middleware support, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're wanting to keep an eye on login activity and then automatically lock users with too many failed login attempts, things like that. Or you can disable uh, certain events, uh, which are usually typically tracked right, all through configuration. Uh, definitely check this one out in the show notes. There mm-hmm. we go. That's the last one, everybody. That is the last That's one. That's it for the year. Everybody, for we made it. We made year. it through 2020. We made it. So. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was episode 133. If you'd like to find show notes for this episode, you can find them at podcast.laravelle-news.com slash 133. If you have enjoyed any of our episodes all year at all, and you haven't taken the time to give us a quick five-star rating in your podcatcher of choice, now would be the time. It's end of the year. Make it our Thanksgiving slash Christmas gift. Or mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know I don't know if it's better you know what? Just do both. Also, you can retweet when we send these out, retweet and say, Hey, this is the best podcast I've listened to all year. Say that. And we'll know that means that that's your gift to us. We'd really appreciate it. I think that's it. I guess if you want to talk to us, you can talk to us on Twitter at Michael Dorinda at Jacob Bennett or at Laravel news. If you have any questions or comments, this was a really fun episode. I think this is a great way to end out the year, man. I really enjoyed yeah. this one. Lucy Goosey, we went we went across the spectrum of news
0: and general banter, and you know we even spoke about then. Ping. It's nice that thenpingme is out there. Thenpingme is technically a sponsor of this episode as well, so you can it check is. that out. It actually is. Then, yes, it is. Thenping.me for monitoring all of your Laravel scheduled tasks uh, until the end of December. If you use the code Laravel News with your subscription, you get five percent off your first three months, or five percent off an annual subscription. While we're in the launch window, that will net you up to 40% off your subscription. So definitely check that out. Absolutely. Hit us up if you have any feedback about that. We are interested in hearing what you think. Uh, we've got quite a few people in there now, which is, which is good. Uh, using it, um, helping us iron out a couple of little wrinkles. I'm just working through some things with it at the moment that I mentioned at the top of the show. So I'm happy it's out, really. I know it's you know, Absolutely. it's been a couple of weeks now. I'm just happy that it is no longer something that we were going to release soon.
1: <laughs> it went, it launched. It launched. See you, everybody. Bye, In Brian. 2021. Happy holidays. Hey, uh, one item I did want to mention real quick. If you're still if you're still around at this point, number one, congratulations! You made it through all of the end of show stuff, and you're still here. You are one of the hardcore listeners. This is for you. Just this is a special invitation, just for you. A secret for you people who listen to the end of the episode. We are going to have this coming Saturday, the twelfth. Let me see. Make sure that's right. Yes, the twelfth. At 10 o'clock Central Time, we are going to have a special... Should we do it live? I think we do it live. I think we'll still we live usually broadcast it, live. it. Okay. We'll try to. We're going to have the more North Meets South Meets Dads and Dev Meets Chris camir Meets TJ Miller Christmas Extravaganza Podcast. We do this every year. I think this is year four. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. It's like... It's seriously, for me, this is going to be the first time in all year that I've talked to Andrew DelPretty. I mean, ridiculous, that guy. Yeah. And so anyway, we're super excited. It's going to be a fun live show. We're going to do some games. I've I've got some finish the lyric, sort of like we're going to play a Christmas song and then pause it, and the person has to finish the lyric. We're going to do some trivia. We're going to give away prizes, maybe. I'll, I'll get some prizes. It's going to be fun times, man. It's going to be fun times. Excellent. I'm really How excited, I- so... Yep. Should be fun. So join us on Saturday, the 12th at 10 o'clock special invitation, just for those of you who've listened all the way through to the very end of this last episode of the last, the last episode of the year of 2020. Can't wait to see you there.